0: This week on The Reverse Stick, Indian sports journal Jaspreet Saini joins us as we get Inside Indian Hockey. There's Euro Challenges, Pan Ams and Pakistan, all on The Reverse Stick. Yes, you are listening to the Reverse Dick, the global hockey podcast. It's from hockey lovers for hockey lovers, and one of those lovers is Matt Allen. How are you, Matt?
1: I'm good, thank you, John. And it's, uh, it's an absolute pleasure and delight to be sitting here with you once again. Um, I'm a little bit bleary-eyed because, lo and behold, I've actually been sitting up watching some live hockey online. Online, in in live, live as it happens, uh, live and direct, and I'm uh, I'm pretty happy about it. Although I will say. Um, it's, we've seen some highlights pop up from, uh, FIH from World Leagues in Brussels and London. Still nothing out of Joburg, so that's three weeks in counting so far.
0: Well, there might be something coming up soon.
1: I know I shouldn't like, all the signs are that there, there will be, but I just thought I'd add that on to my little moan from that's last right, week.
0: but you did get two different tournaments that you can watch this week.
1: Uh, I think you'll find three or possibly four. Um, it's quite incre- incredible. Oh, well. Sign of things to come, let's hope. Let's hope, fingers fingers crossed. crossed. We'll talk more about that in a bit anyway.
0: We will. We'll also be talking to Jaspreet Sarni a little bit later, an Indian sports journalist, and we'll talk about all things to do with Indian hockey and try and get inside. It's a bit difficult when you don't live in that country, and uh, so Jaspreet will give us an Indian view of things.
1: Yeah, and I I think it's really something that's important for what we're trying to achieve with the Hodgepodge with the, the podcast is that we're giving it the, the global view and uh, it's all well and good sort of shouting out from the sidelines and trying to interpret what's coming out of the governing body from whatever country it may be. Uh, but you don't necessarily always capture the mood of that nation and, uh, yeah, hopefully Jaspreet is going to be able to give a little bit of insight to all of our listeners and, and to us as well. I'm looking forward to it. And we've got plenty more to
0: talk about as well, starting with... News. So what have you got for us?
1: Well, lots and lots have been happening. As we we talked about last week when we spoke with Simon Hoskins from USA Field Hockey, the Pan American Championships for Men and Women are both underway in Spooky Spooky Nook Sports Centre in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. It is is a great name. And uh, so there's been lots of action going on there. So I guess we'll kick off with some of the results so far. Well,
0: we're only about three days into the tournament as we go to air, so things aren't, haven't quite unfolded yet, but, Pretty much the games have gone as you would expect on world rankings. The Chileans got over Venezuela six nil in the men's. Canada over Trinidad and Tobago four uh, nil. Brazil and Mexico three one to Brazil there. Argentina and the USA. Well, the men were too. The Argentinian men were too strong, winning six nil. Saturday women's games. Brazil got flogged by Canada nine nil. Uh, Chile lost to Argentina 2-1. That was an interesting result. USA and Mexico, 6-0 win to the the USA there. Sunday, back to the men's games. Brazil and Canada played a uh, 2-0 win to the Canadians. Uh, Trinidad and Tobago got a win over Mexico 3-2. Chile and Argentina, golf fest this one, 9-2. Not the only golf fest we have Seen in the last few days. USA and Venezuela, the, the American men too strong, 5 0. Uh, Monday we had uh, some women's games. Mexico and Brazil, a 1 0 win to the Mexicans. Uruguay and Argentina, Argentina. Winning there 6-0, and Canada and the USA. Very interesting game. A one-all draw. Big result for the Canadians there.
1: Yeah, I think that's a big result, particularly on home soil there, and I would expect that the uh, US would have liked to have got a better result out of that. But they're still looking fairly fairly strong in the pool there. They'll finish in the top two.
0: I I'd think so. I don't, I don't know the Canadians can uh, knock off the Brazilians to get the, the points they'll probably need.
1: Oh, they're looking pretty strong. Look, Could come down to gold, if Yeah, look, there's, and there's certainly plenty of goals that have been scored there. I think uh, it, was, it was a shame for the US men on that opening night game, the, the seven o'clock game, the showcase game to go down 6-0 to Argentina, but what do you expect from the Olympic champions? And I did see a couple of absolutely sensational team goals scored in that game.
0: Now, yeah, just while we're on that subject about the goals conceded in and some of the results and expectations that go along with, you know, world rankings, etc., I think mean, we've got to keep in mind that, um, Large scorelines in games of hockey don't necessarily reflect where nations are necessarily at. And we only have to look at the uh, tournament that's going on at the moment, the Four Nations tournament in Spain at the moment. And we've seen in the last couple of days some interesting results. The Netherlands beat England 9-2. A couple of days ago The next day England pop up And beat Germany 3-0 Yeah so
1: yeah. obviously That now means That, that um, the, the Dutch Are goal, <laughs> 12-0 twelve yeah. Win over Germany is, is what you should Probably get the your bad. money on
0: <laughs> No but I, I think you can, people Can see where you're Going here If, if especially at the top levels of international hockey, if you're a smidgen off and you're playing the top-ranked team in the world, you're going to leak six. We saw the Australians put seven or eight past the Dutch in a World Cup final.
1: Two best teams in the world. They they did the same in the Commonwealth Games uh, against India. Um, Got eight in that game um, last time around for the Com Games. Um, and, And... For a neutral, you'd look at it and you'd think, oh, well, you know, what's going on here? How has this happened? But, yeah, like you say, it it can happen. And if if you're on your game on that day and you put every single opportunity away, then it can be done. And that also makes it very
0: hard to rank teams and know where teams truly are. I mean, we see the Argentinian in the men's knocking off the US 6-0. Now, Argentina are number one in the men's at the moment. Yeah. And the Americans are ranked, and I've got it here in front of me, the Americans... Are ranked at 26 So you know You go well 6-0 well, They could have scored more Or they should be You can have preconceptions based on the rankings And looking at that scoreline Without realising that the Argentinians Could go out tomorrow And play a lowly ranked team And lose 3-0 Just because they're 5% off And the team they're playing against Is going to be 100% yeah, un- Or, or just
1: just up for the occasion
0: That's right And so scorelines aren't necessarily reflections of where a team stands in the world of hockey. I reckon 6-0 is not a
1: bad result. I think you you see that in tournaments as well. A lot of teams will gear up to the final game of the tournament, so they might have a bit of a slow start in the pool games, particularly where, unless you finish bottom of the pool, uh, you're still going to go through. Anyway, it gives you a chance to suss out the opposition a little bit, get your formations right, set yourself up right for the tournament, and, as you always want to, peak towards the end of the tournament.
0: Absolutely, I mean, this isn't the only tournament going on either at the moment, we've got the Euros on as well, haven't well yeah, we? We've
1: got the Euro Hockey uh, Challenge 2 happening at the moment, so that's in uh, Cardiff for the women um, in Wales And in Glasgow, Scotland for the men, so the Welsh women are the host side there And the Scottish men are the, the host side in Glasgow in what looks to be absolutely fantastic facilities that they've got up there
0: Oh, well, they're going to be sharing it, are they?
1: Well, There'll might. be a few
0: international games <laughs> up there, as it
1: turns out. Well, that's it. As we know, Pakistan are looking to have that as their home base for the Hockey Pro League when that gets underway in 2019. And uh, we've got a bit more to talk about with with Pakistan coming up. We have. So, yeah, we've got a few results in there from the uh, Euro Hockey Championship, too. So, first off in Glasgow for the men. The opening day there, Russia had a 3-2 win over Switzerland. The Czechs went down 2-1 to Wales. Ukraine had a emphatic 7-2 victory over Portugal, and Scotland got a great result against uh, France 2-1. So hopefully the uh, Scots voices were getting behind them there. I did see a cheeky little stroke save from the Scottish goalkeeper Tommy Alexander, um, and he seemed pretty happy with a little dance that he put on after that. <laughs> um, and uh, also a couple of games overnight there for us, um, two games that are played in the evening so they can try and attract the crowds down to no daytime games happening there midweek. And Wales got a 9-0 win over Switzerland and Czech Republic played out a 1-1 draw with Russia. That's not a bad result for the Czechs, I wouldn't have thought. Well, you know, it's uh, I think one of these countries that have got probably a stronger indoor uh, yeah, culture yeah. there than outdoor culture, but we're we're seeing a, a real growth of the game within a lot of those smaller European countries. So it's um, yeah, it's great to see.
0: Look, just to finish off the news, Matt. Just one thing, and it, it's not something that's going to affect a lot of the hockey globe, so to speak. But the England Hockey Board has announced that uh, at a, an AGM a resolution to review the structures within the sport, uh, the, re- rev- the revolution, <laughs> it's a key word in hockey <laughs> at the moment, the resolution proposes that England hockey review the sport's current governance structure across the country so that it provides the best opportunity to develop the sport, increasing participation levels and the chances of sustained success at national and international level while safeguarding participants and giving members the best possible experience
1: in the 21st century. Well, I, I, Pretty broad-ranging, the 21st century. Well, it would be interesting to see what changes are needed there because I see a lot, a lot of positive things coming out for world hockey out of English hockey. Um, it seems to be there's a lot of coach developers and a lot of coaches around and about that are putting programs in at grassroots level. I love the back-to-hockey uh, system that's sort of come into play in the past two or three years over there it's not something we currently do in australia and i think it's something that should be implemented anywhere around the world that particularly if there's been hockey played in schools and you know there is a, a, a pretty big attrition rate when it comes to people tailing away from the game at 18 19 years old and uh, something they seem to have done really well in the uk is back to back to hockey program and it's about either getting people new to the game or those that haven't played the game for 10 20, 30 years, to pick up a stick again, it's not all about elite hockey. It's about grassroots hockey, having a hit, getting some fitness and having some fun with your teammates.
0: Well, there's one thing as an outsider I'd, I'd like them to deal with, and that's GB stroke England. What does that
1: mean? Yeah, well, it's the difficulty of the system having that GB team going into the Olympics, isn't it? So it's, it's, a, it's always a well, now, challenge. Now,
0: now it's going into the pro league so at at the moment all, all of the press releases list it as g b stroke England yeah so, so, is so is the it GB... England or is it great britain
1: well it will be it will be England in three years of the four years of the competition and then the Olympic no, year no,
0: no, see that this this anomaly has to disappear. it is a joke, it is beyond a joke. Consider this, why should you get and England, uh, an international cap for playing for England when there's a higher level for you to be selected at. See, I don't have that opportunity in Australia. An Australian player can only play for Australia. There's no other higher level that they can be selected for. So, that's an international cap. In, In England, you can be selected for England, but you can still play at a higher level, and that's playing for Great Britain, and that's where you get your international cap.
1: Well, see, I, I think probably if you ask the players, I don't know if they would consider that playing for GB would be a, a higher level than playing from the country. I think there'll be an They'd equal an, of e- an equal amount of pride. But this is the issue, isn't it? It's the it's the Olympic. Uh, team, the GB Olympic team that represents GB in the Olympics and that's the way it's, it, it, that it's structured over there.
0: As a sports follower from outside of GB, and let's face it, Great Britain doesn't exist anymore. That's a relic of the 18th century. Let's face it. Okay? Be England, be Scotland, be Wales, and be Ireland. You know, stand up and be yourselves. We don't need this well, the Irish, hodgepodge. The, the,
1: yeah, well, the Irish thing is a different thing. You know, if you're from Northern Ireland, you, you can have that choice of whether you play for the combined Ireland side or if you play for England, as we've seen with the Gleghorn brothers, both choosing the, the different directions there. Um, but, yeah, it's... it's a
0: dinosaur. Uh,
1: yeah, and well, we did see it with the GB soccer team uh, that went into the soccer competition at the Olympics for the first time for London in 2012, uh, but then chose not to enter as GB for 2016, so there was no England, Scotland, Wales, Ireland representative in the soccer tournament there.
0: Yeah, I just find it slightly distorts things a little bit.
1: Yeah, oh look, it's, it's it's another thing that adds to the layer of confusion that we have as a, as a sport. It's uh, It's not exactly keeping it simple, is it?
0: And it's time now for our featured interview this week. And joining us on the reverse stick is Indian sports journalist Jaspreet Sarni. Uh, Jaspreet's been writing about hockey for a while now and other sports as well. He doesn't confine himself just to hockey. And it was a, a very interesting conversation. Now, we're going to feature this interview over two weeks. We spoke to Jazpreet for over an hour, as it turned out. It was going to be a 10-minute interview, but we just kept yabbering away with him. And so we've we've selected a few bits to go on the podcast over the next couple of weeks You'll also be able to get hold of the whole conversation rather than an interview, it must be said. Uh, next week, we'll put the whole thing up for you so you can hear everything he has to say because it's a very, very interesting conversation, especially as we don't often get an insight into Indian hockey. And uh, please uh, be aware that some of the audio quality isn't as well, good as we would have hoped. Um, it's the... Disadvantages of using Skype, uh, unfortunately, but that's the way it is. You can still hear him, it's just a little bit variable at times. And uh, Matt kicks us off with the first question.
1: What's your connection to hockey? What's what's your interest in the game?
2: See, I've been covering hockey for the last 10 years now, um, and been in the thick and thin of hockey, covering tournaments, not just in India, but uh, globally as well. The last tournament I covered was the London Hockey World League semi-finals i was there so uh, and all the drama that happened it happened all i was in the thick of it so i know quite a bit about it um, and that that's that's my connection with hockey in the sense that i played hockey in uh, at the school level as well and so that's how the crush developed uh, for a brief for a brief moment it shifted to cricket for obvious reasons you can't be spared by cricket when you're in india but yeah but yeah, I managed to sail through and kept my crush going for hockey. And now I am largely reporting on hockey. not on. But I can't say exclusively on hockey, but you can say that 70% of my work is hockey. It would be very, very hard
1: to balance out the views of all of the state associations involved in, in, in Hockey India. Boy, oh boy, you know, it's, there, there, there's, a right. lot, there's a lot of people that want to have their say at the table, isn't there?
2: yeah a lot of them, a lot of them. Not many of them get hurt. that's one point. <laughs> so so is that based on
1: <laughs> is, is that based on past success is it based on the amount of uh, players that that you provide for the international teams
2: so it's it's basically because the federation is ruled by or governed by one man then a group of men. That's basically the reason. Uh, is that it, transferred up to higher levels in <laughs> hockey as well jazz no what i can say is that since dr Bhattra has become the president things are not going really well for india unfortunately and we didn't see that happen
1: and what no we we can't understand understand <laughs> it it just seems to be a very very strange
2: turn very, very strange because um, mr batra who had such a good relation with aigre and fih and all that and having seen that and having seen that grow and fih giving a uh, fih recognized event to india every year since 2012 yeah it's very strange to see this happening because uh, we we only saw that the relation is only going to get strengthened with mr batra at the help yeah. but instead yeah instead it's going the other way around exactly opposite Um, we are not part of the Hockey Pro League then there was that incident in London um, and then um, there was a complaint against Pakistan and all that nothing positive everything was downslide and negative
1: yes yeah yeah but but there there didn't seem to be any major statements coming out of Hockey India there was lots of unnamed parties
2: commenting on it but uh See, what we have to give Dr. Bhutra credit also. Since 2010, when he became the Hockey India Secretary, Indian hockey has only gone up. There I know the performances have been inconsistent. Um, we have had five coaches coming and going, five foreign coaches coming and going, and all that happening. But we have to give Dr. Bhutra credit that he made... Hockey India, one of the uh, most professional uh, run government organizations or government recognized federations in India. Not many of the federations who work under the government of India are functioning as well as Hockey India and that's because how Dr. Batra made it professional, bringing in a CEO and uh, a lot of other staff that's uh, taking care of uh, every minute details. So that that credit has to go to Dr. Batra, I guess.
1: So, what's what's the background of Dr. batra Because he's a, like you've just said, he's obviously a very good organizer. So, what's, what 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 does he have a commercial? He, he's background?
2: A, he's a very good administrator as well. He's a lawyer by profession, so right. he knows inside out of how things should work and should not work, and he's been doing according to that. But uh, I've somewhere down the line, I feel that. Um, the delegation of uh, responsibility could have been a bit more than it is it should have uh, trickled down the, the responsibilities should have trickled down to a number of people then rather limiting it to one or two yeah. or three
1: yeah
0: is is this apparent stunting of india's hockey growth jazz directly Linked to Dr. Batra moving to the FIH, is it almost as if from that moment things changed? No, so no,
2: much? no, no, no. Doctor, that that's not right. Okay. It's part of it, but it's not entirely because Dr. Bhutra is not playing on the field. So what hap
1: <laughs> What hap-
2: What happens on the field? That's limited to uh, the eleven players who are on on it, and the others who are part of the squad, plus the coaches and the other uh background stuff so that's their responsibilities dr batra can't control things that happen on the field so to say that um, india have lost to malaysia of late and canada also and uh, they aren't playing as well as they were say last year it's it won't be right to say that dr batra's move to fih is responsible for that in fact it has nothing to do with with what's happening on the field
0: And that is Jaspreet Sani talking to us here on The Reverse Stick. And we'll be hearing more from... Jazz Preet very soon, and I'm sure that this next topic might be coming up as well, Matt.
1: Yeah, well, staying in the same part of the world, um, we saw the well, it was intimated last week that there would be some changes with Pakistani hockey, and there was a move to start the Pakistani Hockey League, uh, similar to the Pakistani Super League um, in Pakistan, but I think it's probably as we'd, we'd recognize it globally more as similar to the Hockey India League um, in India. Now they're looking to, I saw originally they're looking to launch this in December of this year uh, We may have some issues with clashes on player availability With the Hockey World League finals happening in Babanaswar in India at a similar time uh, But John, what can you tell us about it? Well, uh, details are a
0: little bit sketchy um, What we can tell you is that um, the Pakistan Hockey League was first announced in February last year Um, It was supposed to go ahead in 2016 But it didn't So it's been on the back burner for a a little while Uh, Now the Decided to organise one coming up. Well, I can't find the date actually. It doesn't. Can we, have you found it a definite date? Well, no, date it was, no, it
1: was uh, yeah. on the original conversation that was had by one of the hierarchy. They said that they were looking to hold it in December, but I haven't read okay. that in any of the previous uh, think, uh, I, reports that I've read on I it. I think
0: these, these releases are more statements of intent, but one thing we can tell you is that the Pakistan Hockey Federation has been able to get a 200 million rupee grant for the promotion of the hockey league. I'm assuming that's from the government. And they've added to that that they will have three categories of players. Now, So they've, they've already come up with a pay structure, uh, Category A, B and C. Now, Category A will get about 1.5 million rupees. Category B will be on about 1 million and Category C around 800 million. So what, what's that translate? Uh, 800,000. Now, Category C players, that 800,000 rupees is about $9,500 Australian. The top level... Um, category A players, 1.5 million rupees, $18,000 Australian, thereabouts, or about um, £11,000. No dates have been announced, so we're not sure how long this, this tournament will last, but there will be 24 matches played. Each team will play two matches against each other team in a double round-robin format with playoffs. So we could assume it's going to be around a month, six weeks, depending on how the fixturing of it works
1: and... Those sorts of issues. Yeah, well, that's similar to Hockey India League. What I find really interesting is the fact that they've got these three pay scales in place. Now, you remember back to our conversation with Terry Walsh about some of the inequity that he found that some of the Indian lads were getting paid compared to some of the the big money signings coming in from overseas. This seems pretty clear on the money that's available and... There's not a huge disparity between the amounts. So, you know, I, I like that. That you know, that's that that's something very positive coming out of the uh, you know orig- you original did, plan.
0: You did mention there that there would be other tournaments going on around that time and the availability of international players. But if you're just on the outskirts of that international one, you just didn't quite make it, or your country's not playing there. Eighteen thousand or well, eleven thousand pounds for a month's work is not bad money.
1: Well, certainly, you know... in a, For a in hockey a, player. Yeah, that's in, a, in, in a semi-pro name. sport like ours, yeah. Now, I, I also did notice on there that they've um, got their teams or the franchises sorted out. So once again, it looks like another franchise model. Well, it's good to see they've got a sense of humour, too. Well, to give us some of the names,
0: Pe- then. Peshawar Penguins. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: I, I, I might get a gig because, uh, you know, I quite often waddle around the pitch. <laughs> The, alongside the Peshawar Penguins, the Islamabad <laughs> Royals, the Quetta Markors, the Kashmir Warriors, Karachi Superheroes, the Karachi Superheroes, and uh, the Lahore Lakers.
0: Uh, they're uh, hoping to hold the games in three different cities, Faisalbad, Georgia, Gojra, Gojra, and Lahore, with a final to be held at the National Hockey Stadium in Lahore. So good, look, good luck to Pakistan, they're, they're trying to forge ahead. And it's good to see a nation trying to take the bull by the horns. They've got some money there to pay their players. You know, I'm not sure that it's a, a dream destination for a hockey player, Pakistan. But
1: well, as we as we learned last week, the Pakistani army have given the go-ahead for the security right. security of uh, the guys that are going to be going out there. There have been issues in the past with visiting cricket and hockey teams uh, going to Pakistan from different countries. So hopefully, they get over all of that. Uh, there there has been a A few other bits and pieces coming out of Pakistan this week as well. I'd noticed that uh, they were having a a camp of around 60 players in Islamabad, and it seemed to be that the players for that, uh, that camp were selected prior to the sacking of the uh, selection committee, coach and coaching team, (laughs) um, which seems to be a result coming out of their um, poor performance or their perceived poor performance at the Hockey World League in London, so... Mm -hmm. Uh, around 11 or 12 of those initial 60 players have been sent home from the camp this week due to poor fitness levels. There may be some opportunities for others to, to get into that group, uh, but I don't see there being any big shocks or surprises there. There's a new head coach in Farhat Khan who was part of the original selection committee there, but he's taken over from the, the old coach there, and uh, they've been pretty swift with the axe, you know, get fit or get out.
0: Oh, good. I mean, it, it'd be fair to say that at times past... That would have been a fair criticism of the Pakistani hockey team and other hockey teams from that area of the world that they perhaps didn't work as hard off the field as they should. They relied a little bit too much on the skill and not enough on the um, the hard work off the
1: pitch. Yeah, so there seems to be uh, a new broom sweeping clean through Pakistan hockey and it's all very positive things. It's interesting you don't hear hardly anything at all for months and, and suddenly it's all out on social media. There's press releases, there's... There are a few unnamed sources popping up around and about with some of the comments that have been are making their way to the Pakistani press. But oh. uh, no, I think it's a, there's, there's a lot of positive things happening there. And uh, now they just need to try and meld that together with what's going to happen with the Hockey Pro League. They've dropped down to 14th in the world rankings with the men. And uh, so, yeah, they, I think they realise there's a lot of hard work to be done and they're, they're getting on with the job. Good luck to them. and. Uh I'm quite happy to be a 16th man for a month or so at nine and a half grand.
0: (laughs) It'd be sweet if they're they're looking for players. Just quiet. And now it's time for part two of our feature interview this week with Indian sports journalist Jaspreet Sani. And we are going to ask him about India and Pakistan.
2: It's a more hate-hate relationship than love-hate relationship. (laughs) (laughs) Because uh, things have never been on a very constructive or a very friendly table as far as india and pakistan are concerned and it 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 has it only becomes uh, more uh, more fragile and more uh, what do you call it more fragile and very more brittle when incidents like uh, soldiers being martyred on the loc line of control happens and then uh, when there is a chance for uh, to show friendliness, players from Pakistan come to Bhubaneshwar and make those lewd gestures that they did. And it all spoiled everything. I think that incident, and Dr. Batra is very right in being uh, very uh, against Pakistan after that. Because in during that tournament, if Pakistan had not done that, it could have improved the relations. I am not taking into consideration what happens on the LOC between the two uh, armed forces. Yeah, keep, keep, of course, keep it on
1: the on the sporting level. <laughs>
2: yeah, 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 because of course that is that is not acceptable. But uh, that's not something that we can make comments on. We can only keep it on sport. So, but Dr. Batra was very right in feeling offensive, uh, as did. Every Indian who was there or who was watching that match, what Pakistan players did. I was I was sitting in the media enclosure during that tournament. They made such lewd gestures, such obscene gestures towards the media and a section of the crowd, taking off their shirts, which was entirely not uh, expected. It was not warranted, and it should not have happened.
1: So, um, so could you see any any motivation on their part for, for doing that?
2: See, uh, whatever motivation that have, I don't know the inside story about it. Of course, animosity is always there, but you have to control your horses when you are playing for your country, you are representing your country, you are as an ambassador of your country in another country, you have to behave accordingly. Uh, and uh, I, I'm sure words must have been exchanged on the field, but... What happens on the field or what happens in the locker room stays in the locker room. It doesn't come out of there. So that's where Pakistan were found guilty. And I was also very surprised of a very lenient view taken by FIH of that tournament. Because in the pictures, if you see, we go back and see the pictures, there were at least 7-8 players who were seen making those gestures. But only 2 or 3 were, of them were reprimanded or suspended for a match, which did not actually affect Pakistan much. So, uh, I, I completely support Dr. Batra on taking a very strong view of that, and he's still very adamant that uh, Pakistan should write an apology on that incident. Only then uh, things can be back on track.
1: I um, will just m- we'll move on a little bit. I read your piece on Hockey Village, India, uh, and with regard to grassroots hockey. Yeah. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? And, and yeah, uh, yeah, sure. And uh, well, yeah, to t- tell us about the Hockey Village India project and some of the stumbling blocks that it's come across, and uh, and what your thoughts are on that, and, and grassroots development in India.
2: See, Hockey Village India um, is a seven-year-old project which is going on in India by a former hockey player, a German hockey player Andre Kramschin uh she, she uh, started a foundation i suppose in germany got it registered there and then opened an ngo in rajasthan uh, in the same name in 2011 i guess so she set up initially at a village called girl Himat singh and then after some um, uh, funding issues uh, in in terms of fudging and all she had to move out from there and move to another village called jetwara but there also she got uh, duped in a land purchase deal deal in the end of which she had to pay extra to get the land back in her name and finally decided when the villagers also started to coup against her um, on being sweet talked by the uh, by one of the school owners there She decided to move out and I I suppose she is already in Kurg now trying to find something that she can set up there. Uh, So, the sad part, see, these things keep happening in India. Um, These kind of complaints keep coming in. People try to uh, benefit themselves by their vested interests. I suppose that's what happened with Andrea. Uh, But the thing is that... uh, The understanding of the people at the micro level in India as regards to sport is, is, is nothing to shout about or, and it, and grassroots sports in India, not just hockey, I'm not just talking about hockey, but any other sport. It won't improve unless the people understand that sport is part of the culture. It's, it's not just education. Uh, Every child can't be, uh, can't, can't be a scholar. A child has to, a child has to have a certain degree of uh, other skills which he might be good in and that could be sports. So unless he is given that option, you can't know. So that kind of awareness is not there in India which is what I think hit Andrea's project along with uh, some of the uh, bad influences that uh, Hockey Village India had uh, during its stay in Rajasthan. Uh, so that all of these combined, and at the end of it, uh, her, all her effort of seven years uh, at a particular place got wasted. And I think in India the problem is that children are introduced to sport, saying that you have to play for India. Yeah, yeah. That's that's not the correct approach. Not every not every kid can play for India. Its sport has to be introduced as something that's about your well-being that's and in the course of time it can become a career option that's how that's the way to introduce it that it's for your well-being you for your health and for your holistic growth.
0: And there was Indian sports journalist Jazpreet Sani here on the reverse stick and we'll be hearing more from Jaspreet next week as we mentioned. He's got a lot of interesting things to say about hockey in his country and it's great to hear from other countries as well that perhaps make headlines but we don't really get the inside story on what's happening there.
1: Yeah, and hopefully we'll be able to catch up again with Jaspreet as um, as the year goes on and uh, get a few few more insights from what's going on in that part of the world. I think it's very valuable for us to understand as a hockey community the challenges that different countries face. And like I said earlier on, with it, it's very easy to look in and make your judgments, but it's uh, it's also great to be able to get somebody to uh, speak from the source.
0: And there has been a little bit of feedback going around the Twitter sphere this week, Matt, about broadcasting, surprisingly?
1: Yeah, well I've I've been um, trying to do my best to share and, and spread the different feeds that are popping up for the both the Euro Hockey Championship two and the Four Nations tournament in Terrassa in Spain. Just as a note on that, that's the it's the twenty fifth anniversary of the Barcelona Olympics hockey being held there, so okay. that's that's the the, the sale behind the tournament. Now obviously it's uh it's and been, there has been some good hockey. So you expect that from the top nations of England, Germany, Netherlands, Spain and Belgium, all involved there. And all of those countries are using those as a lead into the Euro Hockey Nations uh, uh, being held in Amsterdam from the 19th to the 27th of August.
0: So you'd think they'd be fairly... F- Strong squads,
1: yeah, strong squads, and they'd be getting towards. Well, a lot, of, a lot of them are now uh, naming their final squads for those yeah. for those Euros. Um, so there might be one or two changes, point from injury, but you'd expect them to be pretty much on the money for for where they're going to be at for that. And then also coming up, just as we've got another tournament um, in Joburg, we've got the African Cup of Nations uh, running concurrently. That's going from the 18th to the 27th of August. That's the men's and the women's both happening there. But onto the streaming. So yeah, we've we've been getting lots of uh, live streams from the Euros. Uh, the, sorry, the Euro Championship too, and you're finding that on Facebook, on Periscope, and on YouTube, um, and also from the Four Nations. That's been on YouTube and on a couple of different sites. It's 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 been a little bit hard to. Find that one destination, you, you know. It's, uh, so that's why we've been tr- trying to make use of the social feeds. When we find out where something's v- uh, available to watch, then, then we'll point you in the right direction. So you can follow us on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash the reverse stick and facebook.com forward slash the reverse stick, and we'll do our best to get those feeds out there. But it has got us thinking.
0: It has. And what we're thinking of doing and what we're going to do is uh, put a page on the website that is a collection of links to all these different various feeds around the place because a lot of them don't get a lot of publicity and they can be very difficult to find at times. So what we want you to do is if you do have a hockey Webcast of some description going, send us the link and we'll put it up in our webpage and we'll have it up there with YouTube channels as well where you can watch live hockey. Yeah, well, see, well, we'll, see,
1: we'll see if we can get those videos embedded onto that screen. That's right. If there's two or three things happening at once, it's easy for you to click from one to the other. It's half time, it's quarter time, whatever it might be. That's it. And then you can look at the different things. But that's, you know, it doesn't have to just be the international tournaments. If you've got some Premier League stuff from wherever you're, you're based, and uh, you you you're streaming it yourselves through whatever medium it may well be let us have those links because we'll we'll be really happy to share those and if you want to watch a premier league game from yeah. hockey victoria in australia or hoof class in the netherlands or wherever it might be then please let us have those links and we we'll, we'll do our best to just aggregate it all and 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 bundle it up into a nice little package for you but and that I has you know them. that's something that's been coming through from people is is great thanks for sharing the links but it's it's really hard to find them so
0: Send them through now. The page will be up as soon as I've cleaned out the chook shed, and uh, we'll make sure that we can get as many people as possible watching the game, because that is part of the key to the future of the game, is getting eyes on screens and getting advertising and broadcast revenue from it.
1: That's right. And, and, and it will give us a, a really true picture. We can see how many people are watching these different events, so... I don't think it's so much that uh, people don't want to watch them. They want to watch them. They just need to know how to find them, and we're going to do our best to, to make that happen. So Twitter is... You're the Twitter man. Forward slash the reverse stick. And Facebook, forward slash the reverse stick. Just one and other the little website. bit. website. Of oh, oh, www.thereversestick.net. Yes. There's one, one other bit of feedback before we go. Now you may recall from last week's show, you heard the the barrel rolling and our prize winner uh, popped out. And there's a, <laughs> a gentleman called Mr. Rob Abbott, and he pointed out something rather pertinent pertinent <laughs> to us. Uh, when I got in touch to say, "Oh, give us your details and we'll we'll get this prize off to you," he said, "Oh, that's great." What have I won? <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, it was rather remiss of us last week not to mention the prize once again. And, of course, it's a book of uh, written by Ashley Morrison, a signed copy, no less, of Australia's Hockey Grail. So that's making its way to, to Dublin now to Rob. And uh, we'll, we'll have another competition coming up soon. I'll, look, if you're a, a stick manufacturer or a... A brand ambassador, get in touch. If you want to give your your products a bit of a plug, then we're happy to give them away to some of our wonderful listeners out there. And uh, just before we go, mate, how did you go on the weekend? Yeah, I don't really want to talk about it. I said You're the sure? pack were chasing us, that we've we've been uh, taken over at the top, so it's going to be a hard run-in for the last two weeks into finals. Uh, you've got to be a little bit more ruthless, mate. And tell us how you got on.
0: Uh, what would that be, 4-0 over the second place, team. Okay, yeah. and uh, you played another five, game as well, five though, didn't games you? games clear. You played
1: another game? Oh, yeah, that's over 50s. You don't talk about that, no i